and then our camera turns on and the camera can zoom in and see clearly like the patient's armband yeah. and the name on the uh, the label in the yeah. the blood product and just you know communicating and then wow. the other nurse on the other side to will sign that sounds the... like the future of nursing <laughs> and i'm sure like that, yeah. i am sure that the kaiser union would not like that <laughs> because they want nurses in the hospital study <laughs> What is up guys, Jason here. Welcome back to the channel and our new series, Nurses to Riches, The Road to Fire. In our last episode, we had a conversation with Irve, a nurse that purchased his home in Oakland and was able to sell it two years later for about 200,000 more than the original purchase price. Today, we have Ivan. And like every other nurse, we're going to talk to Ivan about his nursing career, his finances, his net worth, and his future goals. So, Ivan, go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know what state you work in and when you became a nurse. Thanks, Jason. Uh, again, my name is Ivan. I, uh, I've been a nurse for about 12 years now, graduated about 2014, started working 2015. I'm currently working here in Fresno, California, um, but I came I actually just got here about a month ago. I originally came from Missouri, uh, St. Louis. You moved here from the Philippines, is that right? That's that's correct. Uh, my family moved here in 2010, okay. uh, together with my two other brothers. Uh, I started my nursing studies back in the Philippines. Most of the classes were actually credited when I started nursing school here. Uh, so I was very fortunate to, for that one because I didn't have to, you know, borrow so much money just to go back to school or to finish my education. So that was uh, something that I was grateful for and did about an additional two years after doing three years of nursing studies in the Philippines. So did you ultimately end up getting a BSN here? Correct. Yes, I did get my BSN um, in Missouri and then worked about a couple years as a bedside nurse and then work on my master's in uh, nursing informatics. Okay, and when you say bedside nurse, what kind of bedside nursing did you do? I was uh, working in the renal tele floor for about three years. Yeah. And that was in Missouri? Yes. Do you remember how much you earned? Oh man, I do. I do remember. Um, uh, I used to get about 20 an hour when I started working as a nurse in Missouri. And uh, were you renting at the time or did you have a house that you purchased? Um, I was fortunate. I was living with my parents at the time. So I didn't really have any, you know, that much of expense because uh, pretty much living rent free. Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. can't so. beat that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how old were you at the time? Um, that's, a good, uh, <laughs> that's 12 years ago. So about 20, 21. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 19, man. 20, 21, something there. I'm yeah. 30. I just third turned 31 uh june cool cool so, yeah. and during that time you were living with your parents were you able to save any money to be honest i don't think i was because i bought my own car as soon as i got my first paycheck i was like let's get my, <laughs> <laughs> my own car so um living with that 20 dollars an hour i got you know i got a brand new car it was not nothing luxurious or anything but most of it are pretty much just going to the car. Oh, I guess I was able to because uh, I did put, you know, initially when I was working there, 20% of my income going to my 401k. Okay. And I didn't know what 401k uh, was <laughs> back then. I was yeah. like, okay, just just put it there. So I didn't really care how much yeah. was going in or going out from my paycheck. So I guess I was able to save some and uh, it's been fruitful, I guess. Yeah. Since then. <laughs> has, 
Was there anybody in particular who convinced you to invest in your 401k? Or did you just think, well, they're telling me I can at work, so I right. might as well. <laughs> yeah, I do have some cousins, you know, and um, uncles and aunties are saying, you put your money in 401k. And I was like, okay, because I'm not really spending anything on anything else. So I was like, might as well just put it there. But I didn't really understand what 401k yeah. was before. I had no idea um, until, you know, I grow older and started thinking more about money. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, that's part of my retirement, yeah. I guess. So, yeah. On the bright side, you did start early. So that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. So how long did you work in that job? So I did about three years there in that hospital um, and then decided to move to a different kind of setting after I finished my master's degree. I went to like a virtual care center. So it's like a hospital with no beds. It's like, you know, nurses. like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> so um, most of the nurses working there are like near their retirement. So they're there because of their knowledge of being a yeah. nurse and um, they support our bedside nurses through the camera. And there are different tools that they utilize to make sure the patient is safe and capture, you know, things that would help them minimize the stay of the patient in the hospital. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so. gotcha. It's almost like a patient care coordinator or something similar um, to that? I'm not sure because I'm not really familiar with the description of a patient care coordinator, gotcha. but these nurses are ICU nurses, uh, oh, if you will. Um, yeah. So we cover ICU. We do also cover um, floor. And then there's a department that covers home health. So I guess okay. the home health will be more of the patient coordinator side, but the, the inpatient side is more on um, just really having second set of eyes for the bedside nurses. And okay. they have this high quality camera that, you know, let's say a nurse is like the floor is busy and this yeah. nurse needs to administer blood for a patient and there's no other nurse to yeah. co-sign or dual sign for the patient. So they can contact us, they'll push a button and then our camera turns on and the camera can zoom in and see clearly like the patient's armband yeah. and the name on the uh, the label in the, yeah. the blood product and just, you know, communicating and then wow. the other nurse on the other side. Do all that sounds the... like the future of nursing. <laughs> and I'm like sure, that, yeah. I am sure that the Kaiser Union would not like that. <laughs> they want nurses in the hospital study. <laughs> so you did that for about three years, you said? Um, so when I went to virtual care, I did wear several hats, um, jumping, you know, from one position to another. I did quality nursing. Most So that part is mostly doing um, auditing, making sure, you know, nurses are charting their um, their central lines and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so I did that about, I would say, nine months. And then I was talking to our director and I was blessed because she, you know, worked hard and they opened a new position to be right. for me to be a nursing informatics or informatics uh, RN in the yeah. department. The only thing with that, because we're in a virtual care center, everything is already tech, you know, yeah. uh, tech applied. We have our own IT and stuff. So I wasn't really able to do much in the sense um, of the way they put me into that role because there was two of us and they put me in like a night shift. So I was pretty much just like a help desk at that <laughs> For a while. I mean, it was cool because I was just, you know, these nurses, sometimes they're not really tech savvy. Yeah. They, you go there, kind of fix the computer and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you still have your, your knowledge background because the new nurses will reach out to you as well and what's, you know, what how things are done or with the workflow. Um, so I did that again for about nine months and I was like, okay, that's it. I need to challenge myself more. 
So uh, I was able to get into uh, clinical education, but in the same setting for virtual care center. And then during that clinical education role, I was able to work with the EMR people, making sure things are efficient. And then I was given a chance to jump in into being an EPIC analyst. Yeah. So how many hours a week do you currently work and what does your schedule look like? Um, right now I'm working 40 hours a week. Um, I am salary, so okay. there's no overtime, no shift differential. So that I think is one of the things they, they're thinking as a downside of yeah. getting away from bedside nursing, you know. And like in my experience, I didn't really work that long doing, you know, hospital or bedside nursing that I was able to climb the ladder yeah. and making so much money. So I think it's really good when you want to be in early part of your career. It's yeah. going to be tough if you're going to be switching, you know, at the later part of your career because yeah. you will definitely see a, a pay cut because of not having overtime yeah and shift differential and that you're making more already as your base pay so that's uh that's something uh hard for people to to just jump to another shift when you know when shifting from one specialty to another um though the work-life balance is is awesome you know i get to work from home be oh. with my kids you know yeah. see them you know if i if my meetings are done i just go go out my office and like you know have a bonding time with my kids and then i know yeah. i have another meeting come back five, 10 minutes later, and then do the same thing, do a meeting, do projects and stuff like that. So, And uh, does anybody keep track of your hours, your minutes, like how much time you spend away from the screen? Because I know with Kaiser specifically, like if you're an advice nurse, mm -hmm. they time you. Like you, you cannot be away from the screen and the phone for more than let, let's say like 15 minutes. Gotcha. Um, I know they have a tool. Um, unfortunately, in my organization, I think they're not that strict. But at the end of each week, we have to log in time of how much time we spend per project, per meeting, okay. and stuff like that. But there's probably something there at the back end measuring how much you click or how much <laughs> you type but that we yeah. just don't know. So. Then which state are you currently in? So now I'm in California. Um, so I did Epic Analyst in Missouri for about three years yeah. and now moved into Fresno, California about a month ago. Um, and then this role, I'm working straight as a nursing informatics. Wow. Yeah. And can you be in any state and work in this role, like this oh. specific role with this company? Oh, with this company? No, because I'm doing hybrid for this one. I have oh, to be in the office once a week. Gotcha. Are you also salaried in your current position? Correct. Do you often find yourself working more than 40 hours or nev you're never working more than 40? Um, if I am, you know, uh, really focused on something I'm trying to finish, sometimes I'll see myself working more than 40. Sometimes, yeah. I'll, you know, like in an eight hour day, I'll be extending about 32 and 30 minutes to an hour and then realize, oh my God, you know, I spent <laughs> an hour extra <laughs> but it's yeah. okay because you know at the next day you know you'll have a little bit more free time um because you've done a lot of things um some organizations will be very flexible they can adjust yeah. your times if you work you know this much hour on a day you can work lesser hours but not into an extent that you'll like just work 12 hours this day and then you just work four hours tomorrow because gotcha. most of the things that are happening is still during the business hours so they need, oh. still need people so okay and so you said you're in your first job, you were earning $20 an hour. How much are you earning on a biweekly or weekly basis now? Because you're salaried, so it's not hourly, right? Right. So they're still calculated hourly okay. in a sense. So I am being paid right now about 55 okay. 35 yeah. to be exact, 55 yeah. 35 an hour. Which is actually not bad in Fresno, California. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of the main reasons I moved here too, because I did send some application in um, in the Bay Area in Sacramento, and offers are just you know it just led us going here because it financially wise it makes more sense. Yeah. And what made you choose uh you know Fresno, California though, or California in general? Why not any other state? Um, it's actually my wife who pushed us to move here. Um, okay. We have family here in California, but they're more in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So they're like first generation. And I keep telling her, it's like, if we're going to California, we're not going to go there. Because <laughs> <laughs> we won't, you know, we won't make it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, California is mainly family um, and then the weather as well. I know in Fresno it gets hot, but yeah. I'll take the heat over the snow. <laughs> yeah. So is your wife a nurse also? She is. Um, cool. She's actually been out of work for about three years when the pandemic started. We wow. also had our kids pretty much that time. Well, before yeah. the pandemic started, we had them back to back. So I got oh, two toddlers man. right That's now. Tough. <laughs> so we decided, you know, uh, for her to just stay at home. Yeah. But I told her when we're moving to California, she has to go back work and um, she was agreeable for that one so she's gonna go back working as an award nurse for the same hospital cool cool and how many kids do you have got two a boy and a girl yeah, that's the perfect combo right <laughs> yeah, you don't need any more <laughs> we can stop right there so. yeah and uh do you plan to do you guys plan to retire early of course um that's one of the main goals um uh, since we you know, started working on our careers, you know, knowing more about money. Um, I told my wife, like, you were already retired. Why do you want to go back to work? Because I was able to handle it <laughs> when we were back in Missouri. I was able to handle every expense. Um, well, I do get some, you know, some help with my parents, you know, here yeah. and there because I had the kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were able to manage it uh, just being me, uh, Missouri. But now uh, that we're here, we're going to have her work as well to just get to that goal faster yeah because if you really look at it if you guys are able to manage on just your income currently once she gets back to work any additional income she earns would be just money you could throw at investments to retire right. early right that's that's basically what monica and i do you know I, I only work an average about 20 hours a week and monica she works per diem we can live off my income just to pay our living expenses but whenever monica works any extra that's money that we can throw into investments or money that we can use for vacation if we want to go somewhere so um, how long has she been a nurse? Um, 2015. So it's about seven years. Okay. So you guys um, have maybe just a few difference in experience, right? Different yeah. Years, uh, right? Yeah. I got just three years uh, more than her. Okay. And do you know what your current net worth is? If you take all of your assets and you subtract the liabilities. Right. Yeah. Um, right now, because the only debt we have is the new van we got because we got a bigger family now. Yeah. Um, everything including 401k is about 300,000. Wow. So. Yeah, and that that's with you just being the sole provider for about three years, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we were fortunate too, because we sold our house in Missouri and you know we made some money. Um, yeah. We tried to pay it off really fast when we were there, but with the market change, our uh, house you know received some higher value before we moved here and sold that. So I think that's a big part of it as well. And are you guys currently renting or do you have a home that you purchased? Right. So right now we're still renting. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see myself 
been here for more than a year. So we're actually uh, trying to look around and see where's the best place to really buy a house. Yeah. Um, and that's giving me anxiety as I'm going back again to that. I mean, but it's a good <laughs> debt to have. <laughs> it's a good debt to have because, you know, it's it's still your asset. And it, yes. you know, it will eventually uh, give your returns in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is scary, man. I think about it um, because when Monica and I first moved to California, we were in so much debt. And then when we bought this house, we were in even more debt um, because we ended up, you know, I don't know if you saw my previous videos, but we borrowed $70,000 just to purchase this house, just to put a down payment on this house. And at the time, we also had a $70,000 loan for our Volvo, you know, so that was right. already $140,000 there. And then we had our student loans we had to pay off. It was a lot of money. Um, but now that we got rid of all of that, we only have the mortgage payments now, which is, it's a, it's a relief. It still sucks though, because I wish we had no debts whatsoever. But at the end of the day, this house has appreciated over $300,000 since we purchased it, you know? So, I mean, that's the one good thing, but you know, the past couple of years has been a good market for sellers, you know? Mm -hmm. So not, yep. maybe not so much for buyers. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's the tough thing, you know, you think it's like, man, I'm making so much money for this house, I should have sell it. But at the end of the day, if you want to buy another house, then, you know, you will feel the pain as well, you know, paying yeah. more for the house that you're wanting. So we're on that point right now, uh, trying to really look into what we can afford. I think yeah. we can really, we can afford what we want, but yeah. do I really want to spend that much? Exactly. Know, just going into that debt, because I've been debt free, well, not really debt free when I was in Missouri, because um i paid off the car i don't have any car payments just the mortgage wow. so that's why we were really, you know we were able to live off fine yeah and then i had to trade in the car and get a new car so i got that additional debt in me i'm fortunate too because i got my parents to help us with some stuff so in school they pretty much covered my student loans wow, which yeah. i didn't really have much because i only did two years um, yeah school you know and then i had my grants and scholarships as well to help with that so she didn't really uh spend that much uh, for tuition fee when i was in school and then my wife went to nursing school in the philippines and just you know took the exam here in the u.s so that's yeah. why she became a nurse here so. and are both of your parents nurses also no they're what? businessmen hold on a second are they filipino <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're not Filipino they if they're not nurses. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my parents got me here. Well, we all came together in 2010. Um, both my parents are engineers back in the oh. Philippines, but they didn't really practice. They jump into being a, on the business side, just doing, uh, you know, being a businessman and a businesswoman. And that was really fruitful for the whole family. And they just continued that here in the U.S. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, um Okay. Do you know how much your monthly budget is, where your expenses go exactly? So right now here in California, I'm not uh, very familiar yet with the, with the cost of living because I've just been here a month and I just got my bills oh. actually. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so right now for rent, I'm paying about 2,400 okay. um, in a three bed, two bed uh, house. Yes. Good thing here is it's a brand new house. We're the first, you know, family to live in it. Wow. We're renting, yeah, you so. can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so about twenty four hundred going there. Um utilities, uh about when I saw my bill, it looks like PG and E is charging me about three fifty. Um and then uh, And does that include electricity and gas yes, or just gas and electricity? Okay. Yeah. So is that high? So I don't know. <laughs> well, how, how big is the house? 
It's 1,900 square feet. Well, I'll tell you this. We have a nearly 3,000 square foot home. And uh, during the summer, we spend about $180 to $200 a month on, on our electric bill. And then maybe $30 a month on gas. So that's high. <laughs> that's pretty high. <laughs> that's high. I don't know what. You know what? Um, when we were here, like first couple of weeks, we didn't know about the peak hours. So I don't know yes. if that kind of contributed yeah. to that. Because my wife was just doing laundries back to back during the nighttime. <laughs> That'll do it. Because <laughs> you know we just got our stuff from you know yeah. from the container. We want to wash our clothes. And and then I saw I was like you shouldn't be doing this between four and nine. And so I was like, hey, it's like we're yeah. so much money. So yeah, but see the so, thing is. We live here in Sacramento, and when we lived in Roseville, we had in Roseville we had PG&E, but here in Sacramento we have SMUD, which is like okay. Sacramento Municipality um, Utility Department, something like that. But it's cheaper than PG&E, which is why we're actually saving more money now. Because when we were in Roseville, I remember during the winter months we were paying close to hundred dollars for a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, twelve-hundred square foot apartment. And now, you know, we have three times the size. And in the winter, we spend about 80 to $90 on this house. Gotcha. You know, so it's, no. it's, it has to do a lot with the power company also. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah. This house also has solar, but the, oh. the owner hasn't applied the solar yet. So it's not oh, working. It's like, but yeah. hopefully this coming months, you know, uh, everything yeah. will be applied for. So electricity yeah. will be cut off and stuff. Well, like, it is a brand new house, right? It is. It wow. is a brand new house. Yeah. So, do you guys have any car payments? So right now, I do have that van. Um, <laughs> what I did there is, you know, paid about fifty percent when I bought it. That's including the trade-in uh, for my car before, mm -hmm. um, and did a three-year loan at two percent. So we're paying about eight fifty a month yeah. for that van. Um, I got about probably thirty months left of that. Gotcha. You must um, hate that. <laughs> yes. So I keep on thinking, it's like. Because I can pay it off because I have, you know, we sold yeah. our house and we have the money. Yeah. I keep thinking about it. But if I do that, I just save about $800 in interest. Yeah. So I don't know if that's smart to do, but just having that emotional thing that, yeah. oh, I'm debt free. I don't yeah. have debt for my yeah. car and stuff. Yeah. But so we'll see how that goes. So so we have the house, the car, uh, utilities. And then I think that's all the essentials we're paying for. So, okay, so you said 2400 for your apartment, house. for your house. Um, and then you, about 350 to 400 for electricity and gas? So, yeah, about 400 for electricity and gas. I'll just round it up, 400 for electricity and gas. And then I just got the water and sewer and all the other utilities, and that's totaling about 200. Okay, so, so it's about 3800 with your car. About yes, yeah. and then I guess groceries we can add that. I don't know how much really because my in laws just got here, you know, from yeah. the Philippines and they're living yeah. with us. So I've been budgeting at least 2000 every month for damn, groceries. dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> you Filipinos can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the budget, but you know, yeah, we're I not really you. spending that yeah. all. Um, so there's that. So if if I have it right, so about four or five. 45,000 5, right yeah 45 to 5,000 a month so um how much are you bringing in on a monthly basis from so, work so um so i just started 2 weeks ago yeah um so i haven't really seen the the full picture on oh, my okay. paycheck and then my See. wife doesn't start till the end of the month yeah. um 
but per the offers we have and knowing just the numbers, yeah. um, we're bringing home eleven thousand net. Yeah, yeah, so eleven thousand a month. Um, and and so that means you guys still have about uh, what six five to six thousand mm -hmm. left over every month. Yeah, yep. that's pretty that, good. Yeah, that net already uh, includes that we're contributing to our 401k. Wow. Yeah. We're moving, you know, the insurance and all taxes and stuff. So, yeah. And are you still maxing out your 401k? Right now? No, we're just doing a uh, 6% just to reach how much the company will be matching. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, we're just still figuring out how things are or how cost of living is here in California. For sure. Once we see, you know, we have money to put in more in the 401k yeah. that we could put more. And that's okay because that's the same thing that Monica and I had to do, especially when we were saving for our house. We paused our 401ks for like, I think it was like six to seven months, something like that, just so we can save faster for a down payment on a house. And we didn't get there fast enough, which is why we had to borrow that $70,000. But, yeah, you know, um, at the end of the day, as long as you guys are contributing enough to get that match, I think that's what counts. Right. You know? And we still also try to... Um... Uh, fully fund our, our IRA. Yeah. So we both have our own Roth IRA and we try to max that out every year. Um, and then just doing the 6%, 7%, whatever yeah. um, would reach the matching for the company. So I think soon enough when she starts working, though, you guys are going to have to start doing the backdoor Roth IRA because uh, might, you yeah. need too much money. Right. <laughs> yeah. We might start doing that. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually a good problem to have. Right. Right? <laughs> you mentioned that you purchased this car what kind of car is it you said it's a van yeah it's a kia carnival so it's okay. a brand new model it's a 22 2022 model um it's gas so people are saying it's like you should trade that in for tesla <laughs> and i was like mm, not gonna happen because if i trade that in i'll go into more debt yeah. and just for me to break even it will take years for that to happen yeah. so another thing that i'm you know, expecting to happen to in the future because we only have one car because um, I work from home, mm -hmm. but eventually we'll definitely need another car. So, um, yeah, that's, that gives me hard words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? When you have, when you're debt free at the moment or when you will be debt free, it won't hurt as much as if you would have had debt in every single area of your life. <laughs> yeah. So true. And what kind of investments do you currently hold? You said it's the 401k, the IRA. Do you know which one specifically? Do you have index funds? Do you have stocks that you invest in? So most of the are really just mutual funds, um, okay. both for the 401k and IRA. Um, I just don't want to be that aggressive for that yeah. part, but I do some crypto as well. And um, actually with the net that I gave you, that's not including crypto. I oh. did you know did much as well crypto um but everything is down so yeah. uh, but i did a lot with crypto i uh, was able to you know get some good shares when uh during the pandemic so um they're down right now but they're still up from before they're still so, up from your initial investment correct yes that's pretty cool so um if I were to add crypto investments, that's around additional 30 to 40K. Wow. That's a lot in crypto. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so that's yeah. like, 10, that's like 10 to 15% of your overall net worth. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yes. <laughs> Monica and I have about 1% in crypto right now. So, yeah. Well, 
because the thing is, it it went up. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I you know, see. During that time, I was really yeah. just buying. You know, yeah. Yeah. but it was fruitful. So was that a lot in Ethereum or Bitcoin? Um, mix of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are some of the ones that I that I do hold currently. But I have a couple of other that they're all, again, like you mentioned, they're all yeah. down. I'm like, I don't even look at my crypto portfolio anymore. I'm like, yep. I, actually, that's me right now. I'm not really adding anything into my crypto right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just letting them sit. Uh, but yep, I I know I still have them in there. Yeah. And when I was putting money in it, I was I told myself like just put money in it, close your eyes, and open it again after five <laughs> years and see what happens. So. Yeah. And um, so the largest amount of that that you currently have would be your car then. Right now, yes. Okay. You enjoy what you do, I'm guessing. But is there anything you wish you could have done differently? Um, would you have gone into a different career path if you had the chance to? Uh, yeah, I would think I would go into uh, CRNA school. But initially, it's just a funny story because when I was about to finish nursing school and doing my clinicals, I was uh, doing my clinicals in, a, in an ICU. I forgot which type of ICU, but I almost quit nursing school <laughs> for some reason. I was like, I can't handle, you know people dying and stuff like that. So I talked to my mom because I was almost I was like, hey, I don't know if I want to finish this one because I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be liking what I'm doing. And she told me, she's like, before you switch, prove to me that you can, you know, finish a major in college first. Then you can yeah. think of, you know, doing another major. I was like, <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I saw nursing can go different routes. You know, you yeah. can do the NP school. You could go nursing informatics. There's so many things you can do as a nurse. You're not limited on just doing bedside nursing. So that's the beauty of being a nurse, actually. But after being in this role, you know, I kind of started missing doing clinicals, especially during the pandemic, because I still have that heart of a nurse. Like, I wish I could help more people yeah. with, you know, help my fellow nurses battle this, you know, war yeah. that's happening. Yeah. I so I had that, I had that uh, thoughts in my mind. It's like, should I go back? But in my head, it's like, I know I'm not helping patients directly and nurses, you know, uh, beside them or elbow to elbow, but I'm here in the back and making sure things are working for them. That's true, man. We still here. need you. Yeah. We can't have our system <laughs> shutting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that kind of um, eased me in, in a way. But if I were to go back again to school, I think I would go ahead and I just realized that I can keep going into that direct patient care and probably just go straight to ICU and you know, work my way to being a CRNA. You know, the, you're the third nurse that I've interviewed so far in the series, and you're the third nurse to say you would have done CRNA if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more on the money side. I don't know. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> For me, the nursing part, you know, I like helping people and stuff. But when you're a CRNA, you're not really on that direct care already. You're yeah. more just there, you know, being the <laughs> help for the physicians and doing your thing as a CRNA. Um, so I think it's more on the, the money side, why people is choosing that. that like, sorry, just my yeah. opinion. I just want to no, discredit I, other people's, you know. I think, um, yeah. So I think I would do that or maybe go to NP school because I have a brother who's a physician and he's loving it, he said. So I think. Um, I'm not going to go to med school. That's, that's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if I, if I had a chance to go back in time and do something differently, I think I'll do that. Um, but I'm, I'm still happy that I stepped into the nursing informatics world. Yeah. And you mentioned um, COVID and how you felt during COVID and how you could have gone back to help. But was your job in any way affected by COVID? Um, I think I got lucky because yeah. before I was an Epic analyst, you know, the, I was in in the education sector when the pandemic was starting. So I jumped ship from 
educator to analyst and then two months later the education team got dissolved because oh. of covid so yeah. i kind of dodged the bullet on that one yeah. so um in our team being an analyst there were a couple peeps that was let go um so we were affected also in a sense but not directly to me and if you could give advice to anyone wanting to become a nurse today what would it be yep. uh yeah just like i said um nursing can do a lot of things you're not stuck at the hospital because that's the notion for nurses you know when you say i'm a nurse people will think oh you're in the hospital taking care of patients but you can do a lot more you got your nurse practitioners who are like physicians already as well you know then you got your crna there are different paths so you could do a case management um, some nurses goes into sales yeah. you know like for the ors uh, representing um, medical equipments there i myself nursing informatics so if you're already a nursing student and you think you don't like it i guess try to review more of what you can do after graduating as a nurse eventually you'll still do a little bit more of nursing just to get your foot on the door and having that nurse experience um, and then you can do a lot more with that if you're not yet in nursing school and you're thinking about being a nurse i would really think uh if you want to do that because i know nurses in other states are being paid well but nursing is a tough job it's really not for everybody so i would be mindful of the things that you'll be encountering in the future. So if you're about to go to nursing school, try to have something as a goal um, instead of just doing, you know, well, that's only what I can do just yeah. to go to the school. So that's kind of what happened to me um, when I went to nursing schools. Like for me, it's my only choice because everybody was going to nursing school back then <laughs> in the Philippines. It's a way for us to go here in the States. Uh, but it's I like a it. nursing factory for Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> so. Come in and out of it, you know. <laughs> You come in as a baby and they mold you <laughs> to a nurse. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's that that would be my advice. Um, just look into it and see if it's really for you. But don't be um uh, stuck in a in a sense that saying nursing is just doing bedside nursing or you know, direct patient care. Cool. That's why I'm glad I, I got you on this episode because People think that, well, before they become nurses, that nursing only consists of bedside nursing, which is not the case at all. Like on their Discord channel, you know, um, Lambo, he uh -huh. just became a nurse for Tesla. Right. Like, I was like, man, what? that's so nice. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> right. For him. And we have nurses that work in all types of fields. We have psychiatric nurses. Right. We have nurses that work in the OR or nurses that work in the clinics. You know, it's just all over the place. But Ivan, thank you so much for hopping on this call thank with you. me. And, uh, you know, I'll see you again on the Discord channel. For sure. All right. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. All right, man. Have a good right. one. You too. If you want to be a participant in one of our videos in this series, then go ahead and click on the link in the description below and you could be one of our next participants. And with that, I'll see you guys in the next one.